Welcome to Unwritten, the only podcast about The Hill's new beginnings to be featured in Apple Podcast's new and noteworthy section. We're back once again, just like the new beginnings is every week. For those who haven't listened to the show before, every week we discuss the latest episode of MTV's new reboot of the classic reality show, The Hills Season 2 is here. We're on episode 3. But before we get to the show, let's uh, talk about introductions. Across the internet for me is Megan Shea. Hi, my name is Megan and I'm part of the Vice Generation. That was good. Oh, that was a last minute change, but that's good. I know, I just, uh, I came in there with a, with a new one. And beside Megan, once again, across the internet, we have Jessica Galang. Hi, I'm Jessica, and I too wish that Heidi was my fairy, fairy godmother. Oh my god, and same. And I'm Patrick O'Rourke, and I have the exact same gold iPhone 12 Pro Max as Spencer. That's the only thing I could come up with this week. (laughs) No, it's good. (laughs) Any chance for you to twin with him, Pat? Like, this is... Yeah, it's it's my goal. First it was the patio, and now it's uh, washing the patio, sorry, and now it's the the iPhone. So this week, we actually have a birthday. We do. Hill's super fan, Ian. It's his birthday. Ah. Happy birthday, Ian. Happy birthday, Ian. Thanks for being a longtime listener. We think you're just the greatest. Yes, Ian, we see you, we appreciate you, and we hope you have an amazing day. And we also have a fan thank you, which is a little new for us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, last week we talked about how we were going to find the blue-haired mystery woman, um, and we almost didn't, except for our fan, Mia Meow, Meow Meow, amazing alliteration, a.k.a. <laughs> Mia Isabella, um, she told us that the blue-haired woman is Gunner's assistant, Abby. So thank you to Meow Meow, Mia Isabella, for that intel. She's our on Thank the you so much. I love the thank phrase you. into Gunner's assistant. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we have this on-the-ground sleuth. We really appreciate it. You know, there's only three of us here. So anytime that, you know, any anyone listening comes across something that is missed misinformation like please correct us or you know help us solve mysteries like we love it thank you so much yeah we're just the scooby-doo crew <laughs> the, hills, Next th- the hills ex- the hills extended universe is massive right like i was that's what i'm going to call it now the extended universe i was <laughs> flipping through like our instagram account last night and i came across a video of brody at a truck stop somewhere buying like a hat with a weed leaf on it <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why. He just posted it to his Instagram account. It's just it's just part of this this whole universe. We're part of it, you know? And I I kind of liken it to how um, murders are solved with sleuths online, you know? I feel like we're, we're like same, that. But just the same but just, thing. But just more like pop. Yeah, it's about reality TV instead of death. <laughs> yeah. It's a much lighter subject matter. Okay. Same let's, same let's... skill set. okay let's get into the episode i think what what do we want to start with the yacht right that was probably the most interesting portion like in general this was like one of my favorite episodes of the show since the reboot started like this felt very much like old school hills especially this yacht scene well before we jump into it i just wanted to go through a couple of price points because you know as i was watching the arrival at the resort and the yacht i just thought the three of us would have so much fun if we got to go on vacation there. Um, for those listening, we're still in Canada, still in lockdown. So all of this stuff is particularly enticing for us. So Paradise Point is a sort of 
island just off of this off of San Diego. Um, the resort itself has four out of five stars on TripAdvisor. And to get a bungalow like what the cast was staying at, it's about 800 to 1,000 USD per night. But they're big, like they're big bungalows, um, which I thought was like pretty affordable. You get those views of Mission Bay. And it just seemed sort of like an Americana Club Med, if you will. There's a whole bunch of mm. pools and you know, you you have options to go to different restaurants and activities throughout the day in the bay. Um, and then, you know, as part of those activities, they can hook you up with renting like sailboats or a yacht, Ooh, like like I with the Casta. Yeah, Pat, it's so, so up your, your alley. Um, but for more of a luxurious yacht, it's about 2K to rent that for, for the That's day. That's it, which, really? Yeah. So Not do bad. we think the yacht they were on is about is the 2K one, like the yeah. top of the line yeah. luxury? That's not as bad yeah. as I thought it would be, to be honest with you, for like a whole yacht dinner with your friends. No, truly. I actually, I thought it was fairly affordable. So um, something that we can consider if we ever can go back into the world. But I know San Diego is maybe not your favorite place, Pat, from just your past work trips. And <laughs> Actually, I don't. I don't mind the trips to California. I just hate having to go to New York. That's my thing. I never, mm. never want to go there again. I would be pleased if, if like, there's never, ever a press trip there again for the rest of my life. That would be awesome. Yeah, New York just didn't exist. That's the world that uh, people wants be, to live in. That would be amazing. It would be a perfect world for me. Speaking of, of didn't exist, the other thing I just want to um, touch on is I just pretend that Jason doesn't exist. Like, I've just erased him from my mind out of the episode. So anything that he contributes to just doesn't count. Yeah, I think we all implicitly boycotted him. Yeah, <laughs> like we all were just, we all just kind of, it's funny, like for the viewers, we kind of didn't really discuss this. We all just sort of like telepathically agreed that we just don't want to talk about Jason anymore. <laughs> you saw tweets on the internet of people having similar opinions too, right? Where yeah. are over him. Yeah, because of what before, like whenever we do our second watch before the podcast, I do like also my social media scrolling, seeing what people the people are saying. And uh, Spencer was retweeting a lot about how um, Ashley is very judgmental, which we'll talk about <laughs> later in the pod. And um, get these, and a lot of fans are saying, get these boring people off the show. Spencer and Heidi understand the assignment, which I think they did. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't think we're alone in this. I thought maybe I was just like a mean person, but yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of over them. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. <laughs> was there anything else from the the yacht that we wanted to talk about? I know a lot of stuff happened. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. we go on the yacht, and then you know we get Amber in in the mix um, with, oh, I guess, yeah, what yeah. everyone thought might be a friend trip. And then, as Brody refers to her, it's his girl thing, actually. So I guess that means that he can skirt the friend trip rules. And uh, they get on the yacht, and everyone is kind of mean to Amber. He yeah, he didn't talk his way out of that situation. Yeah, <laughs> he just had to say girlfriend. He he didn't cough his way out of the situation. It was really strange because, I mean, he was giving Amber the appropriate kind of attention, but he also was falling for Caitlin's let's take a trip down memory lane. So it was just sort of interesting. And I, I mean, it must be a diff. I mean, he set himself to be in this position to have mm -hmm. his ex-wife as well as his new girlfriend there, but... Yeah, he was sort of, you know, playing into what Caitlin was saying, you know, oh, that time that you broke your elbow or your teeth had an issue. And he was he was going down memory lane with her, I thought. He said mm -hmm. it was a golfing accident or something. 
Yeah, he shattered his elbow. And then Caitlin was talking about like how she was a nurse, and then he started talking about other things, and it snowballed. Yeah, Amber seemed genuinely uncomfortable with the situation. Like, even with the show aside, that whole mm-hmm. conversation where they were taking the trip down memory lane, she didn't seem like she was enjoying that, understandably. But also, I don't know what else she would expect if somebody is... Exactly like ex-wife is at the table and they're just chatting and talking like it's I, I think it's awkward for everybody but I also don't think that she really could have expected anything different Brody said it was a last minute decision too right like that he just decided like on a whim oh yeah I'm gonna bring her yeah he decided he was gonna bring her I mean I do think it would have been nice to give a heads up just to say hey I'm bringing somebody to Caitlin just like she said um they had a nice talk about it um, the next morning, which I thought was really a mature thing to do. And they seem to have a strong relationship. And it's nice that she can c- communicate that, yeah, either don't bring someone or let me know. And he's like, it has been a year and a half. And that's also fair. But I think when you bring people around, it's just a fair courtesy, but also to Amber so that people also can yeah. can maybe welcome her a little bit better. Yeah, exactly. For me, it was more like the energy that people were bringing to Amber, who like, you know, it's like totally like, it wasn't like her fault, right? It's just, of course, she probably thought that she was like allowed to come and Audrina kind of on the side being like, is this girl for real? When like, you know, Amber, I guess made like a COVID joke about how she's negative. And, uh, and yeah, like, I just thought like, it wasn't nice. And like, they were probably bringing that energy to her. And like, you can pick up on that stuff. So um, yeah. And then at the same time, like to your point, Megan, I think like Caitlin going down memory, memory lane it is kind of expected. And that's one of those things where you just got to like, you know, grin and bear it a little bit. But yeah, that, that's my thoughts on that. <laughs> the show is also trying to sort of make I, it to me, it seems very fake, but they're trying to like force a fake pretend thing between Caitlin and Justin Bobby. Yes. Oh my goodness. Where we first see it. <laughs> I kind of love it. And also... <laughs> What? Okay, I know this is, you know, like, behind the scenes, this is the producers, just there's no one else like this is this is the group that we're working with. We can't bring we can't co- we can't COVID test anybody else. It's getting expensive. So we have to it's work. Not budget. Yeah, it's not within budget to bring another person. I totally see like, you know, there's probably producers playing the role here to to make that happen. But like, if we were to take that away and just imagine like, I was looking at them. I'm like, yeah, why not? Like, you're next to my bungalow. Like, why not? You're next to my bungalow. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, like, I assume it's going to be a thing later on in the show, and they're going to keep keep pushing it and putting them in these different situations that are somewhat manufactured. Justin Bobby will just keep tapping her on the shoulder and be like, hey, you want to go for a walk? <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, been a long COVID, and, and it's, like, they're both attractive people. <laughs> like, I just don't. Like, why not, right? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, exactly. For me, I was just like, as soon as he tapped on the shoulder that he was like, hey, you want to go talk for a second? I was like, what? Why? Why does he want to talk to her? I was like, I was really hoping it wouldn't go down that way. And I'm like, oh, yeah. it's going down this way. <laughs> oh, my God, Jess, it just reminds me of like when you and I would go out and some man would do something like completely awkward. And then just like yeah. your your eyes always would get so big, you know, you would be like, this is truly happening right now. I know because it's like we're just having like a great time and then it would just be like some man would come up and just like start like chatting I guess like they'd pick up on our energy about how we want to have fun and just like why don't I just come bother these two (laughs) my eyes would get so big because I'd be so shocked but like polite (laughs) polite but like big eyes (laughs) yeah I know yeah oh yeah I remember those good times there's also a 
a pretty funny uh, Justin Bobbyism that comes out. I th- think he's referring to like how uh, Heidi and Spencer are always late to everything because they want mm-hmm. an entrance. So he says, I'm a backdoor man. You won't find me going through the front door with jazz hands. Yeah, it's like, okay, Justin Bobby, the remix. <laughs> it's another one of those ones where, like, he, he workshopped that the night before. He, like, practiced it in front of the mirror, and he perfected it. It's, I think um, he actually writes these down. It's actually, like, Backdoor Man is, like, an old, like, blues song. I think, like, the Doors covered it, you know? Like, he's oh using God. some musical references. Really? Um, he just being, you know, that poetic, traveling, nomadic spirit. Um, that he likes to present himself as man with a guitar. Yeah, I that appreciate that background. Into Mexico. <laughs> that sneaks into Mexico. I think that's everything from the yacht dinner, right? Yeah, basically, you know, again, like, I mean, it's another episode of Heidi and Spencer saying it's their last time drinking because they're trying to have kids. I thought it was the last time, but I guess this is like the last, last time. It's always the last so time. We'll see. So we'll see this time around because she says she wants to have five kids. And actually, she's consistent with what she said in the original Hills because really? um, I'm, re- yeah, I'm rewatching the original Hills. And um, she says at her bridal shower, I think it is, with like her mom and like her sister and everyone that she wants five kids. So this has like always been a Heidi dream. Mm hmm. She, yeah, so I love I love how every time is their last time, Jess. That's so funny. Like, yeah, it's like you know when people are going on diets, it's like okay, this is the last time I'm ordering pizza, and it's like that's like every night. Like she's it's truly, always the last time. It's always it's like the Spencer last time. And his pie. Yeah. <laughs> it's there's always time for one more. What I liked about that was like Justin Bobby, like going back to the Justin Bobby isms, where he just like I cannot fathom five little things running around. <laughs> I, you know, he yeah, was going to pretend to go overboard, and he's, like, just overboard, no life raft. <laughs> but he, he, he keeps talking about how he's ready to have a family, right? That's his whole theme, at least, with the first couple episodes of the season. He, like, he wants to settle down. He's tired of being a nomad. He's super traditional. Like, I think he yeah. says that later. He does, he does say that. He does say that later on when they're on the ranch um, with, the, with the horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, I guess we could switch the talk about that now this portion of the episode is like divided into two two separate like groups right so you have the long shadow ranch with caroline caitlin frankie jen and justin bobby and then you have the beach time with the rest of the rest of the cast including gunner <laughs> oh <my laughs> which goodness. is surprising gunner's but on the trip i didn't think the, he would be yeah i didn't think he would be either but in terms of the winery like when I was watching this, I was just like, I would love to go on a wine tasting. I've never been on one before. Oh my it's goodness! I've always wanted to try. So I hope that I can I can do that after uh, the pandemic is is over. Um, I actually had like a little wine tasting story where I lived in Seattle for a little bit, and Washington State is known for having some really great wineries. And my parents came to visit, and they were like, really like I was really in charge of like the itinerary and like aggressively being held to task and they wanted to go on a wine tour and they wanted it to be private and you know this beautiful experience I kind of slept in on the task and (laughs) (laughs) ended up (laughs) securing us um this bus that like took us to these kind of like more modern warehouse district wineries so not rolling meadows, but more like warehouses themselves. Okay. And the bus that we ended up on was accidentally a bachelorette party. Oh, so my it God. Was, oh my it was God. like 
my parents, like the three of us on this bus ride with these screeching bachelorette people. And by the end, we just joined them. Like we were just like <laughs> wild. But at so the beginning, my parents, yeah, at the beginning, my parents were so unimpressed. They were like, when we said wine tour, we just thought, you know, the three of us with a table and just <laughs> more of an outdoor experience. Um, but yeah, we should definitely go wine tasting guys i i think it would be really fun yeah we can go down to niagara and then we can uh because you know we live close to for our international viewers we live about an hour away from the wine region of ontario so we can uh we can hop on a bus when this is over and go have some wine tasting (laughs) i think i'm even less than an hour now it's like a half hour away almost my goodness we can ride bikes between wineries I really want to do that. Yeah. That would be a dream. Yeah. I did that last summer, actually. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) Oh, did you? That's sick. Yeah. Yeah, I did. It was my friend's birthday. And then uh, we ended up biking around to different wineries. But I was like, I can't bike back. I'm taking an Uber back because I'm tired now. But it is a lot of fun. Yeah, because I didn't want to kill my buzz at that point. So I was like, yeah, but it's a good time just to get some exercise in. Do we have a review of this winery? Did we check that out? I did. I did. I did look at look it up, and it's four point five out of five on Google. There were a lot of um, uh, kind of like yeehaw type reviews, though. It was like yeehaw. This is a a swing in place. It was. Um, it just seemed a little. It looked beautiful the way that like what we saw, but I think if you really peel back the layers, it's like a winery that's family friendly, and oh, okay. I don't. I don't want to do that. Yeah, it's like the Montana wineries, maybe. I don't want to go there. There's like a whole kids section, you know. Oh, they had yeah, horses. No, the horses look pretty. I don't. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, from on the website, apparently it's been six generations of like of family running it. For I guess they were like ranchers from like way back when in the wild, and like they really play up the wild west thing. So I think it's more wild oh, west no. than they're making it seem like in the. Uh, in the show where it seems a little bit more refined with their brunch and sandwiches, but it's like, yeehaw! It's, a, it's, it's like a, a winery. <laughs> yeah. Winery. <laughs> yeah, like... Well, There's like cowboy like, doors everywhere. It's like so, a saloon <laughs> sign. Yeah. Dudes in top hats. I know, and then uh, women are dames. and like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they called the men back then, but yeah. It's like everything, like a performance art where you have to act like you're in the Wild West if you work there. <laughs> it's just yeah. vaudevillian, just like performances. That'd be kind of funny, actually. I know. Now I want to go. Okay, okay, we can... Guys, okay, you, you convinced me. I'll go. <laughs> we sold you on it. <laughs> so this is, later on in this scene, there's also like more of Caitlin and Justin Bobby and they, he says that he, he'll go off and look at the ponies with Caitlin. Um, and then they go look at the horses. And he tells this, like, kind of insane story about the first time he rode a horse and how it just, like, bolted down the street and sparks were coming out of its hooves. Like, it was like a Honda Civic with NOS, like, coming out of it. Like, it was a really strange story. I mean, okay, here's the thing. Like, I know we were talking about maybe the producer setting this up, but that's, like flirting like that's his version of it like he's like yeah giving her this like wild childhood story and she's like coyly holding her hair like she's into it like either they're amazing actors or they're just like yeah your bungalow's next to mine like i'm getting more and more <laughs> open to this like <laughs> 
I know. You know? Yeah, especially with a story like that. It, it was such a, like, Justin Bobby flirt because it felt like it was, like, a formative time for him where he felt like when the sparks were coming out, he was, like, touched by an angel. And he was just, like... <laughs> yeah. He was... He would be the Justin Bobby we see today. Just, like, cool, calm, and collected. That's just the vibe that I got. To, to back that up, too, she does call him intriguing or mysterious. Not end. One or the other. <laughs> One or the other. She's, she's not sure. <laughs> And then I mean, the, they're basically the, only... the same word. I mean, I'm an English major sure. here, but like. <laughs> the only uh, other thing that I had in my notes was that he's wearing these like very strange tinted glasses and like what looks like a poncho. And the tinted glasses, I think they're, it's like got like a yellow tint to them. Mm-hmm. They reminded me of these like very expensive video game glasses that people buy that are supposed to be for like. Uh, I, I guess like to relax your eyes more to reduce eye strain while you're playing video games. I know that's not what they are, but that's immediately what I thought of when I saw him wearing them. Imagine that that's truly what they were, though. Be amazing. Be so good. <laughs> yeah, just like Bobby, make no difference. He, he could play video games with you. Be sick, pro gamer. Yeah, maybe Jump get on a some JP games stream. Of Apex. <laughs> so the then we have the beach time too, right? So this is Gunner, Jason, Ashley, Adrena. Brandon, Danny, and Spencer, and Heidi. Um, not not a ton happens here. It's mostly just Brandon's meltdown, right? And Gunner yeah. running around being a little kid throwing balls at people. Yeah, just like well, obliterates Brandon. <laughs> I was first looking deeply into the ocean, and it wasn't it. It looked very sharky to me. You know, like it was that like okay. it was like that darker blue, and there were like the kinds of waves that were giving me those like sharky vibes. (laughs) So I'm like, I swear there are sharks in that water. Like I'm seeing paddle borders, but like that looks like the environment that that we see sharks in. I'm very obsessed of like, if anywhere we go, like for our future vacation, I I have to like deeply research like when the last shark attack was, like (laughs) what types of sharks are known for that kind of water and I was totally right like there are a lot of great whites that have been <gasps> popping up in that region wow, okay. and, oh my gosh and leopard sharks as well because that resort was built on a swamp land that was prefer like previously back in the olden days considered like not a great port so it was sort of abandoned and then this like rich guy decided to turn it into a resort and made it really beautiful but like it's kind of sharky that is fascinating. I didn't know that was really a fasc- history lesson today. Even yeah, the, even the history behind it. I think that's really interesting. So yeah, I guess yeah. It, yeah, it wasn't an ideal port. And I mean, yeah, if there's like great whites around, I'm like very zero to one hundred about that stuff. I'm all or nothing. Like I'm just not getting in the water. I'm not even no. dipping a toe in there. Like it's just I don't care if it was fifty years ago. If there's great whites happening, no, like. They like the sharks will like kind of like tap your surfboard while you're surfing. Like we're not going in that water. Like we are no. not. I will. Yeah. There's a really, there's a really cool Instagram account that I follow. I think it's in Australia, Australia, and it's like one of the big beaches there. I can't remember the name, but it's like it's footage from a drone and the drone. Oh, I follow that too. Drone like, shark. Yeah, you it's do drone, too. It, drone yeah, shark. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And it's yeah, so fascinating. It. I've like scrolled through it. Like, it's, I guess it's kind of embarrassing to admit, but I spent like an hour and a half before just scrolling through different videos from that drone account. Like, it's so fascinating. 
there's that one shark and they what i forget the shark's name but then there's dolly yeah, the dolphin them. they name them so so jess it's a cool it's everyone follow like at drone shark i'm gonna follow it's, them yeah it's basically like you can pay to get like more of a detailed feed from the drone if you're a surfer so you know if there's sharks um i think it's bondi beach where the, dr- yeah, the that's drone shark is, is. Yeah. yeah and so but they follow all the wildlife like the guy that does it so if you're surfing and there's a shark coming, he'll like use his megaphone and like talk down to you and just be like, hey, like heads up, there's a shark around you. But all of the other, there's like salmon schools and dolphins. And oh, that's amazing. There, were, there was whales the other day. That's um, so cool. It's so that's cool. Really cool. I would yeah, go in there things. because I would subscribe to the drone shark before I went in and I would. So feel, then you'd know. I would know. Yeah. You'd know. But they don't shark. have a drone shark where these people are so they shouldn't go in the water (laughs) it's not advisable this is also the first time that we see heidi being nice to amber right like they kind of have this sweet interaction (laughs) yeah she asks if heidi can be her fairy godmother no she doesn't she just said godmother and then and then heidi just added the word fairy in front of it because there's a there's a difference between a godmother and then a fairy godmother okay <laughs> yeah and like Heidi's very like princessy like that that's like totally her vibe and this is the beginning of when like Brody just starts scowling for the rest of the episode because Amber is just like turning up with Heidi and uh yeah and we start to see some of that report there uh th- and then I guess it's also probably worth mentioning like Brandon has has a meltdown about like it doesn't even seem it doesn't seem like an actual thing like he never says what it is he just has like this meltdown about like he misses a call or something. A business yeah. call. He, yeah. And then he and, was. And then he's. He's upset. like huff and puff, and I'm gonna huff and puff away. <laughs> and he's like, well, there were some things you could have done to like take that call. Like I'm not. I'm like I'm. I understand things happen, but I get so many calls, and I don't just miss them. Yeah, exactly. He, Especially he, if it's scheduled already. <laughs> yeah. He also never tries to call them back. No, he just huffed away. <laughs> He just gets mad. That is true. Eh? He doesn't like, like, I don't know, maybe it's like off screen, but like, I don't see like the, hey, so sorry to miss your call. Like I'm available now or like later or like anytime you no, want. We, we don't see that. Yeah. Any, anytime you want. <laughs> yeah. I know when I miss a call, I just like start groveling, but maybe, maybe he did that off camera, but this is like the point where we kind of see the tension that him and Danny were talking about earlier in the relationship with like, you know, with his work and like him, like, I guess every time he misses a call, he has a meltdown. And maybe that's like where some of the challenges came from. But yeah, like this is, I guess it was just to illustrate that. So going into the, the dinner at night, which I thought was like, the best. again, one of the best. Wait, we forgot something seen. guys. What did we, we forget? forgot? Sean Stewart rolling out. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. I forgot. That was- yes right before dinner it's yes true. right before dinner he pulled up in his crazy green car I, yeah i tried to figure out what car it was and i couldn't i think it was some sort of a lamborghini i looked it i up. thought I it was find it though i really tried to look it up because i thought it had the bentley logo when i oh, i tried okay. to pause it so i thought it was a bentley and so then i googled Sean Stewart Bentley, and then I kind of uncovered something that I wanted to share with everybody. Oh my god! Okay, I'm excited. So, it's still not confirmed. Like maybe you're right, Pat. Like I don't. I just it, it looked like a Bentley logo. I know nothing about cars, so you're probably yeah. Right. Neither do I. So, um, 
anyways, whatever kind of car it was, there was a different car and there was an incident where Sean Stewart was, well, his fiance of the time, they were driving down um, Sunset Boulevard and totaled a Bentley and it was all over the news, but it turns out that it was just a rented Bentley. And then the rental company sued him for 145,000 US dollars, which is the worth of that Bentley plus an additional 75K for what they could have been renting it out for. So- When was this? um, It was in 2011. 2011, so okay. But- that made got me thinking. Like, do we think like he owns this green Bentley, or or did maybe he, his like, dad w- paid for it? Yeah, <laughs> he, that kind of adds like, to it. Did he like choose to rent a Bentley that of that color to like show up to San Diego? I think what so. I'd I- like to think is that he rented it, and that him and Spencer coordinated and matched the color of the car to Spencer's <laughs> shirt. That's what I would like to think was happening. Sorry, Jessica, you were going to say something? like that. No, no, I was just going to say, like, we were saying before, like, on our, like, planning call that we think it's probably rented. You know, he has a history totally. of renting cars, so we can only assume that this car is also rented. Plus, it's just so outrageous that I just don't believe it's, like, a truly owned car. <laughs> it's, like, so much smoke and mirrors with this guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's pulling all the stops. I don't think a lot of people buy, like, a lime green Unless you have so many other cars, which yeah, that's like your does. car for Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> you drive Saturday it one day car a week because it's green. It's like basically <laughs> why I wear like black, navy, gray, white because like there's only so many clothes that you could buy, and like you you know what I mean. Before you get into yeah. the neon, you can't just be that girl that always wears that neon shirt, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so at the actual dinner, I, I I thought that this was like a sick scene. I. It's very much old school hills. The whole like vibe of it was great. The way that Heidi comes in like super obnoxious. I found it annoying. Like I know we're going to talk about this, but I also loved it at the same time just because it was like such a classic hills moment. And like the whole cast is there, right? They're all there together at this one like singular event, which isn't something that we've really seen this uh, season yet. I loved it. They, They definitely made it seem like they were at an official event so you know shout out to the production team for like giving us a simulation of probably what it like what they would have wanted to do if they could have been at a restaurant or like a nightclub like like the old days yeah and it felt like it was just like it like they were actually like at Ledoux as they say it back in the old school hill I still don't know how to say how the Americans say it because I'm like let's <laughs> Because, you know, we're like, we learn French in Canada. So we're just so used to it. But like, yeah, anyway. Like it's how, kind of like a- how Americans say like Le Quoi instead of Le Quoi. But like, that's like, we're wrong. I don't yeah, know. like, yeah, we're, we're wrong. But we're also like less wrong than them. So I don't I don't know how to how to add that like American twang to it. Um, on the show, they yeah. said Le Doux, though, didn't Le they? Doux. Like on the original hills? Yeah, they go Le Doux. And I was like, <laughs> Le Doux. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> it's so hard to know, you know. Americans, yeah. they just, they're just a little different. Yeah, they're different. They learn Espanol. They don't learn French. So. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, anyway, Heidi comes in and Patrick, as you said, she chooses violence. 
comes in oh, yelly. Yeah, um, I personally loved her in this scene because for me, like whenever I'm out and like, you know, that like one girl that, you know, is just going to bring the energy and either you're in the mood for her or like, you're not like, she's a very polarizing figure at these parties. And like, I was That's like, you know what? Yeah. Like she's polarizing, but it, and like, she kind of came in with this energy. You could tell there's a lot of pent up COVID stuff. Like they haven't been out. This is the last time again, that they're going to be drinking. So yeah, like I, I was super down for it and I didn't really appreciate Ashley, um, hating on my girl just being like you know kind of like oh like she's like super annoying it's like you know as others have said Spencer and Heidi understood the assignment for this one and everyone was kind of being so mopey and I didn't really oh like that. I like that yeah that is a great way of describing it <laughs> yeah I will say I was uh, it's polarizing but I truly was in the middle because I just loved watching her like fists on the table like banging yeah. <laughs> like she was like pots and pansing it like she just it yeah. was amazing and she you know is encouraging other people like it's her assignment like she's bringing out like some liveliness and like making television happen like that's what they're doing here um, she came to party she, she did. came to party like they're and gonna play flip club it was isolated enough. Like if I didn't want to be part of, like we've all been at parties where there's just like some people that are a little bit more wild and they just kind of find each other. And that's how it's meant to be. And if you want to be a little bit more quiet and reserved, then go to the other table. I'm just looking at the notes, (laughs) the, the way, the way, the description of Brody and the fact that he is mean mugging the whole time is like, perfect like that totally encapsulates his like vibe during this whole thing where he's it's not even like really clear what he's upset about and i kind of wonder if there's more layers to this that we'll find out later but he seems to genuinely just be mad that she's drinking like that that amber is drinking which is really weird and and kind of controlling so i somewhat wonder if there's more to this story that we'll see later possibly in the next episode Yeah, I find it interesting because it's obviously, I mean, there was a time where I like couldn't drink for a while because I was like taking some medicine and I'd have to go to a lot of industry events. And there definitely is a difference when everybody else is having a wild time and you have to be the sober one. You just realize kind of how stupid people truly are when they're drunk. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But like, it's kind of up to you to kind of just set your own boundaries and then decide how much you want to participate instead of getting mad at everybody else. But again, like what you're saying, I, I don't know if there's a broader story with their relationship, but isn't that what you get when you're dating someone that might be in a different stage of life than you, you know, regardless of if you're drinking or not, right? Like she's just in a younger stage of her life where she's, that kind of behavior is maybe a little bit more normalized where Brody's probably yeah. not, regardless of if he's drinking or not, like he would never probably behave that way. There yeah. He's done. He's already got that. Yeah. He got that out of his system, you know? Yeah. She's 24 here and he's 37. So there is like, um, wow, okay. like a bit of an age, like, yes, there's, there is the age gap there. And yeah, like, it's like, like, like Megan, I feel like you hit the nail on the head. It was like, that was my vibe where it was like, I have been in the situations too, where like, maybe I came in the party a little bit late and like everyone is on like a different level. And like, you can't, it can be annoying when you realize how ridiculous people are, but 
um yeah like it's just I don't think it's fair also for him to be like scowling you know mean mugging in the corner like while she's out like having fun with like some girls that like you know she felt uncomfortable in the beginning and now she's kind of like hitting her stride and having a good time and like finally she, accept- yeah she's like yeah. finally accepted yeah yeah like, exactly yes, like, people are finally talking to me so like I'm gonna lean into that like if you've ever felt kind of othered in a social setting and then you finally find that like little sliver that you might fit in like she's just doing her best and leading into yeah. that I there's nothing wrong with that she seemed to be having a good time too like there was that sort of somewhat awkward interaction between Amber and Caitlin where Caitlin's like almost being like a big sister like telling her to just like live her life don't worry about making Brody mad which is like understandably a little awkward but also was kind of like a little bit of a sweet moment yeah I think it's also you have to think about like she gets a chance to be on this show and there's like drinks and like it's it's probably incredibly intimidating to enter that setting so having someone who's giving you a little bit of advice and telling you you're okay is that's just a nice thing for caitlin to do there's also some like really weird sean stewart energy during some (laughs) of these scenes where there's like a hair off between justin bobby and sean stewart it's it's very very strange i kind of liked it but it was also really weird yeah, he like was like screaming about this hair off, right? So it's kind of like the energy he brought to the date with Audrina that we thought was endearing now sort of took like another level and it was like kind of like the more cringe side where we were like he was bordering on cringe and like being lovable, but then he crossed the cringe area and we were kind of like what like you know, he referred to himself as Vidal Sassoon and was like looking for Justin Bobby's <laughs> approval. So, yeah, it was like a little and, Okay, like this is where it's I love what you're saying there, Jess, about like the cringe level because like that's probably where Adrena's head's at. Like, okay, regardless of this man's checkered past, like, which to me is an incredible red flag. Now, the more layers that I peel off, if you will. But you know, when you're like going out with someone and you're like, I know I have to be more open-minded. I know I have to, yeah. you know, give people that solid chance, but you kind of have this like little radar on the fact that it's, this guy's a little extra, but then like, then he shows that level where it's like pushing it beyond your, you're like, she's a chilled woman. Like, yeah, he just took it to that extra level. That's probably just like validating that he's probably not for me, just like in terms of a personality match, you know? So like she was embarrassed. I would be embarrassed. Like that's it was a, super yeah. weird, you know? And Justin was really, Justin Bobby was really nice about it. He was like, yeah, I love this guy. Where'd you find this guy? Where'd you find him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what I would be asking too. It's just like where did, he just comes, yeah, yeah. You like my hair? The other thing too is like they've only been on three dates, right? I think she yeah. she says that specifically, and then Spencer goes and invites him to this like weekend long trip, which is like a very different kind of time okay. commitment to have to spend with somebody. It's also so funny when your ex boyfriend is like, "Where'd you find this guy?" It's like, so like, obviously Justin Bobby is like messing with her a little bit because it's like yeah. he's leaning into loving this guy. That's so embarrassing because <laughs> like, he's like, "You're really trying something different." <laughs> like, where do you? So good. I know. I love that. Calls uh, Sean Stewart calls Spencer P Diddy at one point. <laughs> He he has his own uh, he has his own isms just like Justin Bobby so yeah like when Spencer goes to sit beside um sit beside Brody right before the uh, Audrina and Brody conversation he says what up P Diddy I don't know what 
P. Diddy energy Spencer ever brought. I don't think he's ever referred to himself as Diddy, so that was very no, interesting. It's really weird. Yeah. I wonder if it's I like actually, his pet name for him. I actually I wanted to say that I took the assignment away to watch the Stewarts and the Hamiltons. And side note, I actually have watched it before, um, but because we really haven't ever had to talk about Sean Stewart before, I never connected the, the dots of what a character he is. But I saw the arrest. It's on episode two of. Oh, of, really? Yeah. So, so I basically, just like a quick overview is. Kimberly Stewart, who's his super cool sister, she's volunteering in Haiti and she's, you know, helping orphans and trying to help rebuild infrastructure. And she takes this really seriously and she invites him to come along, but he like huffs and puffs and he's just like clearly doesn't want to go, like pretends he loses his passport. He definitely is a pretty arrogant kind of rich kid kind of vibe on the show like it's really off-putting like you should watch it he's he's an off-putting person Interesting. Um, why does he pretend to lose his passport uh, the whole you you just have to watch it like okay. he's just okay. like fair enough he, he can't find his passport or blah 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 anyway so she finally convinces him to go on this trip and so they have to do a touchdown in miami and it was it's filmed like on their way to miami he he does he hops on the conveyor belt and then immediately is arrested. And it's part of the reality show. That's great. Um, and it was like so cringy. It's so cringy. Okay. I'm going to watch this to probably. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. Maybe that was like his last stand so that he wouldn't go like, since he couldn't fake the passport. thing, he's like, this is my last, my last stand. But yeah. He I'll ends up in Haiti and he spends a large portion of the day at this orphanage in his air conditioned car huffing and puffing while his two sisters are playing with kids and and teaching kids things. Yeah, he's he's not a nice character, but but truly the show is kind of like mediocrely like okay. absent-mindedly fine to watch. Like you'll just yeah. race through like three episodes and get into it in a really non-committal kind of way i suggest watching it it's on yeah, I'm gonna check it out. i think the the other thing about this whole scene that was like i guess it makes it awkward but it also kind of made it funnier in a way is like it's almost like a wedding they keep like trading seats like one person will get up move to the other table then the other I person will it. get up move to that table and they like eventually become divided down the middle too on different things i loved it i, I miss wedding season you know the last yeah. wedding I oh no it was your wedding was not the last wedding I went to Pat I'm always invited to weddings so many weddings <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was the last wedding I went to is uh, yours Pat yeah I'm never invited to weddings I I think it's just I'm in a circle where nobody gets married ever so <laughs> I'm waiting just if I go... ever get ma- married you guys can you both can come to my wedding for sure oh definitely yeah. like it'll be wild I maybe that, maybe I'll have it at this not mine. <laughs> yeah i loved your wedding pat because you spent some time in the hallway just being like there's too many people Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah. i like disappeared quite a bit yeah i know but then when we played when we requested blink then you came back and that was really fun because you made like yeah that's how uh it's like the the bat signal that's how you got me to come out of my hallway yeah literally because like you weren't there like we were just like on the dance floor like having fun with your like your homies and then yeah then as soon as all the small things came on it was like time to turn up it was a really good time (laughs) it was such a good time was there anything else from the dinner because like this is the last 
the last scene it was like the bulk of the episode i know that it ends on like a cliffhanger right just sort of everybody's fighting with each other and mad so i'm super excited to see next week's episode because i think it's going to be a continuation of this dinner and then even more drama yeah i had one quick thing just to touch on that i thought was interesting because we haven't really um addressed Audrina and Brody and how she just like what you were saying about the wedding she like slinks over to his table and she just is sort of like hey like heads up like this is going on at the other table um and kind of calls out um Amber for saying that do you guys remember that when when yeah like I yeah I don't think she should have done that to be honest especially if they were like worried that like you know, because I feel like 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 what was happening was because she was the younger one. They were like worried when she was like, "Oh, Brody's always right." Like, like I get in trouble. Like they were like protective, like understandably, because you don't want like a young girl to feel like she can't do things because like a guy is telling her to. But like with that in mind, if Audrina was like concerned, I don't think she should have like gone up to Brody. But that could have been for the TV show, just to, like add some fuel to the fire. But yeah, and then Brody like freaks out and kind of like I feel like he got really defensive in a way. I don't think it was necessary to get that defensive. He gets so mad, like on a level. He gets really mad. Very unreasonable, and like kind of unlike him, I guess a little bit. So it, that's what makes me think that there's there's like more to this. But it's hard to to like comment on that when we have no idea. Like I think I think we'll learn more in future episodes. We're gonna learn more part two, and I loved how Spencer was just like Heidi. This is like none of our business. Like you can tell. Yeah. Like he's like I'm finally like you know getting to know him again and like i don't want to get in the middle of this just like that seemed real too like that didn't seem like yeah. it was part of the show like he was like genuinely you could see it in his eyes like oh shit the plot line <laughs> for the rest of the season is gonna be brody and i fighting again yeah, i know he's like, we can't do this <laughs> and he's like i'm gonna have to defend you if you get involved because like he's like totally like like he's like on heidi's team always but he's like i don't want to do this like just like stay out of it but i think we see in the preview she doesn't stay out of it so but we'll see no. to what extent that actually happens because i actually don't want her to get involved in this it just seems like a little messy even though that's what we live for in the hills but yeah we're just getting a little messy and yeah like brody was just like a little bit like like his anger would like freaked me out a little bit i, I kind of didn't really want to see that play out <laughs> i i want to see it get messier <laughs> you, you want see. you want the and violence i think we're going yeah. to yeah, yeah yeah i want everybody to wake up and choose violence yeah <laughs> was there anything else that we wanted to talk about with the episode uh, no 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 just the one thing that i forgot to mention so while brody was getting mad about drinking i found out that brody has his own hard seltzer tequila line called mamita so so you know while he's like out here sobering it up and being all like yo like why do you drink so much he's he's telling you on instagram save water drink mamita I was literally just going to say that that's the same sequence of stories where he buys the, buys the like weed trucker hat at the, oh, okay. at the truck stop. Yeah. And also it in those, in oh. those Instagram stories, his hair is on like a new ramen level. Like, like he looks like Chad Kroger from um, Nickelback. Yeah, he looks disgusting. In, in those, yeah. It's awful. <laughs> it's, it's real, real bad. And I'm sad that I ever liked his, his original hair I'm, I'm very very sad about the state of brody's hair at this point yeah do you think avril's gonna go back to him now that she sees that his hair is like chad's <laughs> <laughs> that's like the that's the calling card she's too busy dating um, mod's son <laughs> true, which true. is a funny thing in itself oh my god i know I do a whole podcast about that 
Um, yeah, his uh, hair is awful. Oh yeah, yeah he's got all these Mamitas ads. Yep. It's, uh, I wonder if he's still sober. Like, maybe he's not. Maybe he decided to start drinking again. Yeah. So I, I think that's a good place to wrap things up. Be sure to follow the pod on social media at, at hills underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can also listen to the podcast on nearly every podcast platform imaginable, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, and more. If you're an Apple Podcast user, give us a five-star review. Tell us how much you like the show and let us know. We also have an email, unwrittenthehillspodcast at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with us for ad opportunities. We'll take your products, any product. Just just let us know. We'll, we'll do it. Any products, please. Any product. <laughs> any product. <laughs> if, you want, <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us for ad opportunities, suggestions, or most importantly, to request a birthday shout out, please do that through our email. And that's it. Thanks for listening. Thank you. The Prats love showing up fashionably late. They love making a grand entrance, right? I'm a backdoor man, unless it's for work, so you won't find me going through the front door with jazz hands.